I want to welcome you to our look together through the book of Romans and our daily tribe time devotions. Romans chapter 8 this week, our fourth day in our look at this great chapter. We're looking today at verses 8 to 13. Yesterday we began to talk about the fact that sometimes we feel like things will never change and God says things will change. They'll change because we have a new nature we looked at yesterday. But there's a second reason they'll change. And Romans 8 verses 8 to 13 talks about that. They will change because I have a new manager. Listen to what God's Spirit does in our lives in these verses. Verse 8, those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. How do, you, how do you live by the Spirit? How do you allow the Holy Spirit's strength and energy and power to empower your daily life? Well, there are three words in these verses that are incredibly important. The word control, the word ownership, and the word obligation. And if you get a hold of what those words mean, then you begin to learn and see what it means to allow the Holy Spirit to manage your daily life. God's made us to be connected to his Spirit so that the Spirit can manage and empower our daily life. Control, ownership, and obligation. Control. Control means you, you let go and you let God. Control is a big word in some of our lives. We like to have control of everything and sometimes everyone, let's just admit it. But God says, control for me is not the same as it is for you. I'm not a control freak. I don't, I don't need to control so that I can feel better about myself. God wants us to give control because we are made to live in relationship with him. In fact, verse 8 says, those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. I can't please God by what I do disconnected from him. Christianity is not what we do for God. It's what God has done for us, and it's what he will do in us. For some, their faith in Christ has become some great thing of what they do for God. Other people, it's become some sociology, what they do for other people. For other people, it's become psychology, what, what I can do for myself. God sent his spirit so that I can live a life that's pleasing to him. And that has to do with how I'm connected to him. And these verses tell us that you and I are controlled by the spirit if the spirit lives in you. In verse nine, you, however, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the spirit, if the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Now, you might be reading that thinking, Wait a minute, I know I'm a believer, and I know because of that that the Spirit of Christ does live in me. But there are days, I have to admit, when I don't feel controlled by the Spirit. So, so what does this mean? When the Bible says you are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. As a believer, you still have a choice, and you can still choose to follow sin. But the truth of the matter is, the Holy Spirit has also given you a new choice, a choice to live by his power. And every time I choose to follow sin, I am 
rejecting his control. I'm rejecting his leadership in my life, his management in my life, to follow what I'm not made to follow. When you think that the natural thing for you to do is sin, the obvious thing for you to do is sin, the Bible here is saying, no, it's not anymore. The obvious thing for you to do now that you're a spiritual person is to follow the one who controls your life, the Holy Spirit. We all, because we have sinned in our lives, have set down patterns, thoughts, ways of doing things, ways of thinking that make us feel like, oh, that controls my life. I have to commit that sin. I cannot choose but to follow that temptation. I've done it so many times. And these verses say, you have a new manager. You Look at yourself in a new way because you have a new manager. You are controlled by the spirit who lives in you. So look to him for power today. Control, let go, and let God. And then a second word is used in these verses, the word ownership. We just looked at it. If Christ is in you, though your body is dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness, why is that? Well, at the end of verse nine, it says, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Without God's spirit, I don't belong to Christ. But the opposite is true. When I have God's spirit, it's a sign of the fact that I belong to Christ. I've always liked what Warren Wiersbe says about these verses in Romans 8. He talks about living life on three levels in these verses. Level one is the level where you have not the spirit, verses five to eight. Level two is the level where you have the spirit, verses nine to 11. And level three is the level, verses 12 to 17, where the spirit has you. That's ownership. Without the Spirit, I don't belong to Jesus. But through the Spirit, I belong to Jesus Christ. And if Christ is in me, then my spirit is alive. He has brought my spirit to life. You think of it this way. Before you came to Jesus Christ, you were spiritually dead. Now, by spiritually, I mean what the Bible says about spiritually. Spiritually has to do with my spirit, my ability to connect to God, to relate to God. We use all kinds of words to define spirit, but the Bible talks about our spirit being the part of us that connects with God. And before I come to Christ, I cannot connect to God as he has made me to connect with God because there is something dead in me, spiritually dead. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, we died spiritually. Our ability to connect to God as we should died. Doesn't mean we don't know God exists. Doesn't mean you don't pray prayers and try to talk to God before you become a Christian, but the connection is not there as it should be because something is spiritually dead. But now in Christ, we are spiritually alive. He has brought to life that which is dead. These verses are saying that to try to relate to God without God's spirit, without Christ, is like trying to start a car without a battery or with a dead battery that can never be recharged. You have to first replace the battery before you can start the car. And our spirit is dead without Christ. But when Christ comes into our lives, he replaces that battery. He replaces that spirit. He gives us a new power to relate to God. But not only that. These verses go on to say, uh, you know, that's not only true of our spirit, but also he's going to do something with our body. He says to us that not only is our spirit brought back to life, but also he does something with our bodies. These bodies that live in a world that is surrounded by sin, where we have chosen to sin. Someday, he's going to give us new bodies, resurrected bodies. And these verses tell us that the same spirit who brought back to life our spirit, our ability to connect with God, is going to bring back to life our bodies. Just like Jesus was resurrected by the power of the spirit, God's spirit, we're going to be resurrected. This body that you have, this physical body, don't think of it as just sort of like a uh, soda can that when you're through with the drink, you throw it away. It's not only going to be recycled. 
It's going to be restored. It's going to be resurrected someday. John Stott once said that the resurrected body will be the perfect vehicle of our redeemed personality. That has a lot to do with how we treat these bodies. They are temples of the Holy Spirit. They are bodies that are one day going to be resurrected. We are under new ownership. One of the signs that you should put around your life, your heart, the moment you become a believer in Christ is under new management. We have a new owner now. God's power in our lives. Control, ownership. You want to live a life directed and empowered by the Spirit? You also have to understand a third word in these verses, the word obligation. We now have an obligation, not to the sinful nature, but to the Spirit, to the Spirit of life. Let me read again for you those important verses. Therefore, in verse 12, brothers, we have an obligation, but it's not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Note that if you live according to the sinful nature, you will inevitably die. And that has to do with our obligation. We therefore have an obligation to, to the Spirit. Obligation has two meanings behind it. When you think about having no obligation to the sinful nature, it means you are not obliged to follow the sinful nature, but it also means that you're not obliged to make up for the wrong things that you've done in the sinful nature through the sinful nature. Neither obligation is true. When you are tempted and you feel like, I cannot help but follow that temptation, these verses remind us that through the power of the Spirit, you are not obliged to follow that temptation. God has made a way out. And you can now take that way out through the power of God's Spirit. That is one thing that it means to not be obligated to the sinful nature. But there's another thing that it means, and these verses talk even more about that. It means that I am not obligated to make up for the wrong things that I've done. A lot of people make the mistake, once they become a believer, of thinking, oh, now I'm a believer in Christ. I've done some wrong things in my life before I became a believer. i got to make up for those things. And so I'm going to make up for them by my sinful nature, by my selfish nature. No, you have no obligation. Jesus Christ wiped out all of those sins. If you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. The inevitable result is death. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, that means that through your trust in the Spirit, all those things that you've done that are wrong have been put to death with Jesus Christ on the cross. When I trust in that, I will live. Control, ownership, an obligation. Give up control. Turn over ownership. Accept your obligation. Now, these are some deep verses as we walk through the book of Romans, chapter 8, together. There are some things here that will leave you scratching your head, maybe for a few weeks, reading over these verses again and again. There really is a depth to God's Word. But as we read through the power of God's Spirit in our lives, I want to do something very simple to close in our time of prayer. Let's just do some spiritual breathing together. If you've never done this, spiritual breathing is simply you, you breathe out, and as you breathe out, you say to yourself, thank you, God, that you've forgiven all my sins. And then you breathe in, and as you breathe in, you pray in your mind, God, help me to live a life that is following, managed by the power and control of your spirit today. Control, ownership, obligation. I give up control. I turn over ownership. I accept my obligation. That's spiritual breathing. In fact, do it right now. Just, God, thank you that you've forgiven me. And then breathe in. God, I want to live by the power of your spirit today. 
Spiritual breathing sort of like physical breathing. When I breathe physically, I have to do it all day long. I can't do it once at the beginning of the day. One good breath and I'm ready for the day. No, all day long I have to breathe because I need air all day long. Well, you need God's spirit all day long. So throughout the day today, it's breathe out. Thank you that I'm forgiven and breathe in. Thank you. Thank you for God's spirit. And I want to live by the power and control of your spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to be looking together at Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. 